Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God. Those expressions are comedic, little darling. If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin. And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts end before his get started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association. Voted the Todd Glass Show with number one. So welcome to the show. Well, well, well. Are you good? You're tired. You know, sometimes you're tired, but you have to do stuff. So then you got to snap out of it. But you ever just tired sitting around the house? You're like, I'm so tired. I said that yesterday. Somebody goes, well, just be tired. Go be tired. Go be tired. Go enjoy it. Right? I have such good advice. By the way, if you ever emailed me at ToddGlassComedy at Gmail and I didn't get back to you, re-email me. Because I, I realized yesterday, two emails, I was like, oh, I caught it because I sent them I, I messed up, but then I realized, oh, if I didn't catch it, maybe they would have been like, well, I guess he doesn't return emails. But thanks to the voice activation technology and the massive amount of times I spend on the elliptical at the gym, I do return every email. Yeah. 
So should I remind you to keep uh, keep keep trucking along? <laughs> oh, I don't like laughing at my own jokes. It's a sign. You know what it's a sign of. It's an illness. No, it's not. It's fine. San Antonio said I could do whatever you want. Um, today is a two-parter. It's a family show with Daniel Kino and some other people hanging out. My friend Sharif, Cody Woods. It's a, it's a big, big... I was so happy. I, I, was, I missed being in the studio. I really did. In the barn. So I had a lot of fun. I hope, it, I hope it's fun for you. Now, I left it up to Aristotle where he's going to split this show. Yeah, I did. And he has to come on and tell you why he chose to split it there. If he wants. <laughs> I want to put too much work on him. He could come in and tell you why I split it. He could come in and read a poem. He could come in and, and say something nice to you. Whatever he wants to do. All right? All right. All right, I'm, I'm just rambling. Enjoy the show. Two-parter. Pete Holmes got moved. So now Pete Holmes... Well, it's the... Uh, we're recording it on the 17th of March, so it's the, it'll drop the Friday after that, whatever the Friday after the 17th of March is. Okay? All right. Enjoy the show. Bye. And don't procrastinate. I'll tell you why next week. Okay, bye. Now entering Nerdist.com. <laughs> My name is Sherlock Holmes. I, you know, you know, Sherlock Holmes smokes a pipe when he deduces things. <laughs> ah, I smoke a pipe like this. I listen in school. I think we're brothers. Sherlock Holmes and Pete Holmes are brothers. The, the switch. By the way, amateurs oh, have yeah. you know amateur mics, and it's going to know we got our new mics. On and off is for amateurs. You don't see Bruce Springsteen on stage with an on-off switch on his mic because it's always going to be on. Maybe. On and off. Someone said that. when you Wait, Are there, club are there mics that are just always on? Of course. Most comedy club yeah, mics, names. all good mics, are always on. Oh, yeah, that's... yeah, you don't have an on-off switch. Okay, I want to talk to everybody. It's a presentation. Uh, that's so interesting. Yeah, that's, that's why so someone said that at a comedy club a long time ago. They had an on-off switch, and they go, that's for amateurs. I'm like, oh, you're right. When in, in, a, in a real... Th- are we recording? Hey. Yeah, like this at, a, like like at a corporate event. You can walk yeah. out there, turn on the microphone. Folks, <laughs> <laughs> okay, can everyone take their seats, please? We have a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, I'm going to go nice and slow. Hold on one second. Shreve, what are you doing? Shreve, I asked Shreve, I go, maybe we could have fun with the guitar. problem with real musicians is they won't stop tuning it. I'm like, just play it wrong. But I guess that's horrible. No, I guess that's horrible. That is horrible. He hears it. I don't hear it. So I'm like, just, mm-hmm. it's good enough. But he's over there, twang, 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 twang. 30 minutes later, bing, bang. I'm like, you know, I, just uh, let's split the difference, Sharif. Sharif, it's, I'm so glad you're here. To George Carlin, and that's my safe word. Later, we'll find out, like, I want to find out Later in the show, like, where you perform when you're there? What type of shows are they? Because it's like, you have a... I know Sharif really well. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, but uh, I don't really know, like, some of my... You know, wh- where what he's doing. 
Mm-hmm. Where are his shows? Because we got a caller that said you were uh, living out of your van. No. I, so Anyway, I, that's all I had to say. Um, so we'll find out that. Uh, Cody is here. Cody Wood is sitting in on drums tonight. Wow. And Aristotle's here, and Sherlock Holmes is here. Good evening. I can't believe that Sherlock Holmes is here. Let me get my headsets. Ah, did they fall underneath? Oh, no, they're right here. Ah, the missing case of the earbuds. Wow. I'm on the case. You got him. him. I would have never thought to say it. You're welcome. (laughs) Daniel's like, he he already has them in his ears. Okay. (laughs) But you know you were on to something. So, uh, (laughs) Sherlock, uh, it's good to have you here. It's a pleasure. And, and, and I love your hat. I, it's the hat that I actually pictured that you would wear. And Eric Olson. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's right, fuckface. Um, so glad you're here. Daniel Kino. Do we have an intro for Daniel? Do we ever. What do we have? Do we have something nice? Then why don't you solve that case? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> why don't you solve the case of... <laughs> <laughs> It already, you're killing me. Daniel Kino, 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 you guys, that's too much. Daniel Kino. Daniel Kino. <laughs> Daniel Kino. Daniel Kino. Wow. You can hear the instruments just all slowing down at different times right here in the studio. All right, so that's your intro. Hope you like it. I love it. We have, and then, um, and then, uh, so I feel I don't usually do this anymore. So what I think what I'm going to do is get rid of the one thing that I have to talk about up front, and then I could sprinkle the other stuff through the show because I don't do it. Remember, I used to always have like. So Aristotle, I want to see how proud you can be. I mean, how are you doing, Aristotle? I'm doing pretty good. Are you in a good mood tonight? I am. I hope everyone's in a good mood. I am so f- happy to be in this uh, in the studio because I missed it for three weeks, Man. and I and I was like, God, today I go. I can't wait to get in there. So I'm a little bit like I have a lot of. You did, fr- sh- did you do shows on the road? Why do you have to be disrespectful? Oh, no, yeah, I did, I did, I did. You want you want more in your head in your cans? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't that happen more. over here. Um, you have it over there, that the controls. Okay. Don't be jealous, but we have oh. three sets of... Is that better? No, actually, what I meant to say is turn my mic up a little. And oh, don't you, by the way, this is not one of those shows where we have to hide that this is happening. 
This is just this chill show. We're talk. Yeah, oh, the everybody else got louder. You're, but you're and nervous. I didn't. You're like, oh, should I not be doing it's this? It's been now? a while. You I shouldn't be done. doing it now. You do whatever no. you. What do you should you do? The, the the type of show where you mention it when you take a break an hour from now. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> you did exactly what you should do on a show like this. <clears throat> so I want to get your mic right. I know what it's like because I'm a professional stand-up comedian. And I've been touring all over the country having mic microphone problems. So, so do you have it? Let's get it the way you want. Sit up. Do you have a, a, a tick? No, no, I'm not in a disrespectful way, but like where I might want to put you in touch with almost uh, Dr. Kevin Suse, get you uh, on a low dosage of something, <laughs> even if it's, you know, uh, over the counter. Uh, so are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Yes. What the hell was that? Sherlock Holmes. Uh. Wow. What was that? I want to hear what it was. I love hearing anything new and different. What was it? <laughs> it was a total accident. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> I, you know what? I liked it. It's the best accident uh, this show has ever had. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy uh, birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sherlock. Happy birthday to you. You Feathering back into the show Mama Sun Meditation for fucking idiots <laughs> I don't know what that would sell to What market uh, But um, back to the show Okay Because I run a tight ship Um I'm happy to be back in here. That's all I wanted to say. But I do have to say something, and then we'll get this out of the way, and then we'll... Uh, Were you doing some shows on the road? I did. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and I'll tell you something that happened. And I smoked a little, and I probably should be more clear-headed when I talk about this, but to George Carr, we'll get this out of the way. Because I feel like even if there's 10 people that it affected, or 20, or 50, or 100, I don't know how many, I, I want to explain it. And then I told people when I emailed them, emailed them uh, to uh, listen to the opening of the show. I said, I'll do it right up front. What if they're like, he said right up front. He who, had, yeah, he, uh, who? People that emailed me. Oh, hey, okay. what went on? Why was the Sunday show canceled? Mm -hmm. So it was, it, it, <laughs> look, it was suggested. Oh, you want to, after this. Asked me how I got to the place of one. I wanted it to be right. I didn't want to leave and have bad feelings about mm -hmm. the comedy works in Denver. I really didn't. Mm -hmm. And um, so what happened was the shows were not going well. Um, for And what I mean by that is they weren't going horrible. Wednesday, it was Valentine's Day, but there are people that don't go. And by the way, for the people that don't know, the comedy works in Denver is a ridiculously respected club. Mm -hmm. It is an absurdly respected club, but I don't think that gets in the way of why I had trouble. I don't think I have to go, well, if it's such a good club, here's my rendition of what happened. But no matter what, Saturday, Wednesday was Valentine's Day. I thought, man, you know, everyone said it's those, they're not, they don't normally go out. Mm -hmm. But I noticed a lot of chatting in the room. And they were trying. I mean, they police that room like crazy. They have a cop on duty. I, first of all, I love that. If I had a club and I couldn't afford to have a cop, I don't want to have a club. Even if I don't need it. If they go, you know, Todd, last year you spent $35,000 on a cop. You needed him twice. And it was nice. They don't dilly-dally when a guy with a gun is asking him to get out of the room. Hey, we don't want to. Yeah? Oh, it's way less than $35,000. No, I thought about that. I thought about how much you have to spend. Let's say, it's, don't, what do you think a cop, and I could find out, so don't get fresh. Mm -hmm. What do you think a cop, 
mm-hmm. for one night to be, let's say, two shows on a Saturday. Uniform or no uniform? Uniform with oh. a gun. <laughs> no, an off-duty cop, you can get any battle act and put a fake badge on. Sure, this guy's, they know it. They see Denver PD. And you know what? They're, every night when I saw them, they're nice. They're, they're not sitting there with, they, they look friendly. They look, mm-hmm. but guess what? In, in the, the event. In the showroom? What? In the showroom? No, room? not in the showroom, but uh, as people walk in, they're sitting right there. You know, they're sitting right there. And they're friendly. They have, they have, a, good, they have a good attitude. You know, it's not like they sent a cop over with a bad attitude, obviously. That would be a downer. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one cop's sitting there with his ticket book out. <laughs> yeah, you're really bumming everybody out. You're bumming everybody out. Look how hard I'm making everybody laugh. Um. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Cody. A little bit extra from him. That's why I'm going to give him a bigger scoop of ice I cream. I have some tonight. questions as you oh, tell this story. But so I don't. Can I can, I ask? Okay, but can I can I finish first? And then, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Sherlock. Uh, I told you. You're welcome. Is, oh, wait, you, okay, never mind. So, uh, so I want to I want to say this. So, but I don't have a large presence in that market. Because it's, I'm the first time in that market. So I want to try to make this a little more clear that, that there were just a lot of chatty people in the audience. And they, that's what we were just, well, we went off topic for a second, saying they were doing everything they could. Now, listen, I, I don't think it's cool to try to go, oh, I'm so different. You know, it's like, all right, relax. But I'm able to look at myself and go, there is a part of me that goes, what's not to like? Like, that's <laughs> my instincts. Like, I even break character. Like if they, if I yell at the band, and 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 it's been my battle my whole career. Like some people, you know, I'm serious. Like mm-hmm. I go, you know, Steve Martin never broke character. He never went. I know it's ridiculous that I'm doing it. That's why it's funny because it's twenty thousand people and I have a dime. I get the joke. Mm-hmm. That's the joke. No, Kevin Meany never did. And I've talked to Sarah Silverman about this. You know, not to brag, <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, you didn't do the thing I thought you would do. And that's why you're good, because you knew it was too easy. Anyway, when, you know, oh, Sarah Silverman, they, they get you when you're not expecting it. Oh, he gets I, you when you're not expecting oh, no, it. Oh, oh, look at me. That doesn't even make sense. He gets got when I don't expect that. Wow. Wow. Look, I'm tired. Ooh, I'm impressed. I love it. That bit is like a warm blanket wrapping around you and making you feel good. That got a blah out of me. That's when you have no time to form a... Cu- That's what happens when you laugh hard. If you don't have time to think about it, something will come out of you. That we, 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 to- we, we tone down our laughs. Uh, we all do it, like, you know, like in public. But uh, that's why when somebody cackles in the audience, I never make fun of them. I'm not going to take someone at their best and give them a punch. Fun one, a silly one, not, no. Like if somebody's genuine about it. But anyway, that's not the point of the story. So... I'm having a difficult time, and I'm being serious. I go, so I will break character. Like, if I yell at the band or do something with the band, I'll go, folks, are you going to feel, are you taking this at face value? Like, if, if you see us giggling at 12 o'clock midnight at a restaurant somewhere laughing, you're going to go, oh, they're friends. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, mm-hmm. bra- I'll and then I'll go back to the bit. I don't know if that's good or it's bad. I don't know. Maybe at this point, you know, how much, cha- I, I can change, but, you know, I, I still battle with that. But what I mean is, it's not that different. That they can't jump aboard, I'll even go. I know, you brought friends. I say it up front. I go, I know you brought friends to see the show. And I'm always worried. I want everyone to have a good time. But maybe there's friends and they brought somebody and now they're worried their friends aren't enjoying as much as they are. And there's a tension at the table. You're on a date. and There's nothing like going out with someone. And then you introduce them to something and you know they love it like you do. Maybe there's some table that's happy. Maybe there's another table where they're like, oh, my God, they're not the person I brought. You say all this? Yes. So I try to like bring them down this silly path. Okay, now looking at it from another point of view. Okay, 
I get it. It's not. It is a little different, you know. And then I think, well, I'm singing. You know, at first I was afraid, and then I go blah 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 blah. Sing it, you know. And then I play it. You know, you're a shitty crowd. You're a shitty crowd. It's not that. That's not funny. This. We're a shitty crowd. We're a shitty crowd. It's that we're a shitty crowd. You can you can play. Okay, so um. And so, but but I don't think it's cute or coy to bomb. I don't, and I wasn't bombing. Like I wanted people that weren't there to give a clean explanation, so they don't. But it was tough for me, you know. Thursday it was tough, and uh, and I, the chit chatting, like it was. And I think it was that that audience. See, I, they weren't all there, people to see me. So the audience, that the built-in audience, said, "Hey, thank God they exist." But in this market. It, they weren't really into me. And I guess I could understand. And throughout the end of the show, no one ever yelled out. There was murmuring. There was a lot of talking. Nobody yelled out. Nobody, nobody, nobody ever yelled out th- th- at all. But there was definitely murmuring. So in the scale from talking, 10 being the loudest at the table talk, it was like a three. But to me, that's harder because it's like, oh, my, it's like my, it's in my ear. like, a, like and, But they couldn't have done any more. And I think it's just those audiences were not into me. Now, when that happens... Okay, what about if 50% of the audience is there to see you? The other 50, I get nervous. And once I get nervous, I'm uh, what I call I can't take a drink of water. How can you have a joke that doesn't work? And your next joke was talking about putting dish soap under the sink. And, they go, oh, that's going to win them back over. Like, or something really weird or like uh, the country. Do you have that country? Uh, this, like, I, this is what was on my list. I had a list of things to do. Can you find that? See? This is my, and I, and I go, do you like country music? This is what was on next. And the bit I did before this was not good because I already yelled at somebody in the audience a little bit. And then I go, hey, and the next thing is, hey, do you want to hear some country music? And John from the mic really loud goes, yeah, do country music. I go, what type of music do you want to hear? And John, real loud. And then they, is this going to get him back? I get it. Ah, oh, you like country music? I'm not trying to be, I'm trying to... What? Huh? <laughs> All right. Just to prove I'm not just, just... You can shut it off. Doing it to do it. So, and then I get nervous. So when I get nervous, I try to go, okay, what's stuff that I'm not embarrassed about... But it's more digestible. I don't mind rearranging. You know, maybe it's, I, I, if, I'm not going to do jokes I don't like, but I go, maybe I'll do more stand-up up front. Get sillier, but go into it. I'm not, I'm trying. I'm really backstage going, and maybe that would be, maybe when the checks go out, I'll go into the audience. You know, what could I do? And that works Saturday for a show. So I was really like, I want to figure it out. I don't think it's fun to bomb. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, some people, I don't. I don't think it's, I don't think it's cute. But I do get really nervous when I think there's people in the crowd with their arms folded not enjoying it. I've been doing this a long time, and I do. I get really nervous. I feel like there might be other comedians. Yeah, they get uncomfortable, but they can plow through it. I feel naked and judged. And it doesn't, and it's like, when I, when I say you can't take a drink of water type of an audience, and that two seconds, I know why that expression exists. That two seconds that they let you take a drink of water, that's all you need. It's not like going, hey, can I have 30 seconds? I want to take a drink of water and rethink it. Three, four seconds mm-hmm. while taking a drink of water and not a silence, not a peep from the audience. Boy, that makes them see the best show on the planet. But it wasn't going well. So Wendy talked to me uh, early, early on Sunday. And, you know, I, I have to say it this way. It was their decision. And the reason I have to say it that way, because I feel like if somebody came out to see me and it makes it look like I went, 
you know, okay, you know, people make plans. They, if, you know, they see a show, and, and I go, oh, okay, we won't do it. Grit, grit and bear it, and maybe some people would say, just do it one more night. They had made the decision, but they were the ones dealing with a lot of the people that were complaining. Now, whether I think they were right or they were wrong, they weren't my audience, and maybe it wasn't the easiest thing to, to jump on board. The club couldn't have done anything different, really. They could have not policed that audience any better. Wait a second. Why did... Why is Todd coming in in the middle of talking about Denver with a voice memo that Aristotle placed in there at the perfect time? Because I thought about something this morning. When we were talking about it in studio, I never mentioned this, which would be probably something you might want to know. Um, Of course, over the years, I've had shows that haven't gone well. Of course, that happens. But never anything like this where uh, a show got canceled. So that might put it in the perspective for you that um, it doesn't mean that they made the wrong decision. It just puts it in the perspective that it was still, you know, like, it hit me. It wasn't, it wasn't something that happens uh, to me. It happened to me ever. So there you go. Now back into the studio with us talking about it. And again, no one was yelling. I don't want to have this, but it was a lot of talking. And then Saturday night, this is the part that I should tell, because otherwise it's not telling. I, I, I'm glad I didn't forget it accidentally because I certainly wouldn't tell it purposely. Saturday night, I couldn't fucking take it anymore. And again, it wasn't like there was mayhem in the room. The only time there was mayhem in the room is when I started, you know, getting upset. That Saturday show. And late, then, late show. Late show, yeah. First thing I did was I was like, well, you know what? They want to yell out. Like, people want to yell out. They weren't, but I know people like to yell. So I was like, how many party people are here? And I would yell at them because I couldn't hear them. i go, come on. Why aren't everybody screaming? I need to know where the party people are. I'm not going to just start my act. Where are the party? They were screaming. Hey, who want, what type of music? I'll do a song. They're yelling at artists. I go, yell out more. And then I would go, stop. Why is only half the room yelling at artists? Yell out. I wanted to have them like, Ugh. like they, like I choked mm. them out because they, because I, you want to do that? Mm. You want to, that didn't work. And then I thought, well, I can maybe pretend that's a bit. And then I went right back into some other bit, but they could tell they were like, wait, I think we were just being mocked a little or something. And then I didn't know what to do. And at one point, my arms dropped. That was my attitude. Like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? Now, if somebody said, yeah, Todd, but you weren't performing well, they'd be right. I could, if I could have not felt as self-conscious when, when that is happening, because there's no doubt about it, that somebody would say, how I can deal with it, yeah, that could work on it. But I don't think anyone would disagree if they went, no, there was probably 50% of that audience, and you felt it. You, you don't hear their laughter, even if they're not talking. Were you getting laughs from, yes. say, the podcast people? From more than that. From more than that. But when you have 30% or even 40, let's say out of let's say one show, I bring in 50% of the people, or 60, or whatever it is. And then there's the other 40%. Out of that 40%, let's say 10 or 15 or 20 of them, they like me. They didn't come to see me, but they end up liking me. That, that happens a lot. That's how you build new fans, that a comedy club has a built-in audience at certain points in your career is nice. I'm at that point where I don't maybe put 100% of the people in the audience. So if I'll take what I draw, you have your built-in audience, and everything usually works pretty good. But that fishbowl audience, as they called it, they were just, you, no one would deny that they weren't. And then I feel that. I know what it's like in other clubs, just the band. I can tell from the look, the absurdity of the band, that a guy's walking out on the stage as a three-piece band in black suits, playing it up like it's a 5,000-seat theater. And I see people that just get excited at that. And you know what? When they do and I see their faces, I'm like, thank you. You should. And I love seeing. They're like, what the fuck is this? Like Michael Calhoun. So... And then I said, what the fuck? I'm going to go fuck yourselves. 
Like, I'm not talking to 100% of the people. For the 100 people, 100 people in here that are here to see me, don't look at it like, yeah, but we came for comedy. This is better. You're going to watch me yell at people that deserve it. <laughs> and that's better. You can enjoy that for a different cathartic reason. Uh-huh. So just switch what you're getting to see. And I'm glad I said that. Because otherwise I would have thought, oh, fuck, then they think they're getting yelled at. Mm-hmm. And I know that there were sweet, kind, nice people in the room. Mm-hmm. They only got real aggressive when I said that. I said, now I know what Bill Burr felt like in Philadelphia. I go, you want to go? And I thought I was just going to stand up there and go, fuck you. You go, fuck you. Go ahead. I got all the time in the world and a microphone, which is always my favorite thing in the mm-hmm. world. I got, you know, the easiest job. They're cupping their mouths just to be heard. Asshole. <laughs> I'm like, asshole. <laughs> you know, okay. It's a lot easier for okay. me. Wow. So it didn't go well. And then I said, you know what? Why don't I just do the show? Uh, 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 there's a tape of this. Uh, why don't I just do the a show? Videotape? Yeah. Why don't I just do the show? There, look, there's people here that want to see the show. Like, I'll just take a break. And as people are leaving, I'm not happy that they're leaving. I go, I don't, I don't, I don't think whether it's my fault or not. I, don't, I, I want uh-huh. people to have a good time. So you'll go and you can have fun. It's not your thing. And then people that love. And then I get off stage and somebody, I thought they were a waitress. She goes, they, the check drop, the check drop. It was just a customer overreacting, trying to help me. I ran right back out on the stage. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Didn't have time. They were still wa- talking. And so, but. That was the decision, and 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 I have to say that like, and, and that's how the show ended. No, I came back out and I did twenty five minutes, and I did okay, okay, but uh, but thank God for some notes because I needed them because I was nervous. I was nervous because it's you don't want to perform love, you know. Obviously, when you're getting love thrown at you, you feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do understand the decision they had to make. And I was going to stay in the condo an extra three days. And she was like, of course. Look, it wasn't fun for her to do. Whether we could get into a discussion on the semantics of whether I feel here. But on the big picture, it was not fun for her to be able to do it all. And I feel that. I really do. I know that. I'm able to. I get why people that expression don't take it personally. Because you go, how could you take it any other way? No, not that it's something she felt she had to do. She's not bastardizing my career or, or, or shitting on my career, saying she doesn't think I'm funny. That's not what she's saying. If anything, she said, I feel like I should have jumped on, I'm use her verbiage, the Todd Glass bandwagon a long time ago to cultivate a market for you here. But we didn't. So she's acknowledging that, you know, it was like I was selling tickets like crazy. She goes, you had your audience coming in. So, um, well, you know, and that's also, what happened. And I, for the people that missed the show or went, that's I don't take that. Yeah, that's why... At the very end, when I have to say it was it was the, their choice, I'm not doing it to escape the goat because you know what I mean. I don't want to make it look like hey, if I, I because I did think of that, I did think of that, so it wasn't my choice. Although I totally understood it. Does that uh, represent their normal audience? The, the 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 audiences to me always seem great. You know, maybe because I was there with Sarah and you know she brought in her audience, but I've come in on other nights and they're just sitting there and they're 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 they're. You know, but I've never, maybe, you know, I'm not there a lot. You know, like I said, it was, in all fairness, it was half the crowd. They've had times before where half the crowd maybe knew the artist and half didn't. But maybe that performer was a little bit easier for them to enjoy. For me, they weren't having it. And I guess I understand it. Again, they weren't booing. They weren't, they didn't get aggressive till I got pissed off at the chatter. If I could have just put up with chatter throughout my whole show, I would have been all right. Some comedians probably could. Ah, it was hard for me. I already can't get my thoughts in my head. Hearing people talk in the first row, people, I would hear them talking, not loud. Sometimes a two, a two out of ten. I'm being so honest. But a well, two out of I, ten is loud. Can I ask you something? Like, you take it personally. Well, I it's not that you can't concentrate on your notes. You take it personally. Can I tell you something? Because you... 
I would I, I take it a lot personally and don't even if it's both, but it's something else besides taking it personally. It affects me. I hear them talking. I can't get it out of my head. It's more than just I hear it. I do have something where it's very hard for me to. I mean, it's it's not that much to ask to not talk for an hour and a half during a show. Well, look, here's the thing before we move on. And I always say this. You tell me that before I do this podcast every time. (laughs) (laughs) I say this this all the time. That, look, that's not a... You always say, are you being too hard on people? Like, hey, Todd, when is it good? And yes, no. In all fairness, audiences that are great all over the place, and some people a lot that were even there... Audiences are, that's why I became accustomed to it. I didn't become accustomed to it because I have a fake club in my head and that club, everything runs this way. But Todd, in real life, they don't run that way. No, I got accustomed to them because I get the Vermont Comedy Club. You know, it, it, it you know, they, uh, Does this it was, it was, they, they, yeah, you could, you could hear, you know, a pin drop. They, they watch it like at the meltdown. They watch it like it's theater. And so did they when I was there with Sarah. But like I said, for what I did, I wasn't keeping them engaged. And let's face it, you could take the best audiences. Well, I don't think they were the best audiences in the world. But if they're not engaged, even me, they're going to get chatty. And I think it's fair the way I'm saying it. But you could see. Like, I could go, oh, on a scale from 1 to 10, it was like a 7. No, 2. Some, two is I can't handle 2. <laughs> Just everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I don't talk a little bit when someone's talking to me. In a private conversation, what if you were talking to me at a party? I show the audience the same res- show me the same respect as that. If you were to talk to me at a party, hey, Todd, listen, hey, I haven't seen okay, you in a while. I want to go to the mall. Um, have you been? I, I can hear you. you. Yeah, I I'm like whispering. Do you need me to be a hundred? <laughs> so let me ask you a question. You want me to be never talk the whole time you're talking at all? Zero. Does it? And, and if the answer is yes, say it. Yeah, say never yeah, at yeah. all. So so the whole time you're talking. I just want to get it straight and tell me if you think it's fair because I understand not talking real loud while you're talking. But I want to make sure, and Eric, help me out here. So you're saying the entire time you're talking to me, in your concept of what civility is, I should just not talk at all, like zero, and just listen to you. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, see who fucking does that. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I want. That's how absurd it seems to me. But okay. Uh, the, the, um, the good news is that the condo was fucking amazing, and it was, and it was, it was, it's, we'll talk about it on another show, but it's, no, comedians don't stay in condos anymore. They should call it a corporate condo, because there's a concierge, and they give you a key, and it's clean like a hotel. She owns it, and it's a loft, and there's like cool stuff everywhere, and a patio, an outdoor patio. It's crazy, and there's a guest room with a bathroom if, like, you're a comedian, you're maybe traveling with someone, and you want them to, uh, to have a room to stay in, which, matter of fact, John uh, Bram Wagner was there. Sorry, Sherlock, you weren't there, and, um, and he stayed in that room, uh, and he was in the band, and by the way, we tried, John was in the band, and he was great. He killed. Yeah, he she, did. She, she asked him to do Sunday. She asked him, oh, wait. <laughs> and... and <laughs> <laughs> Todd Glass, way too mad about uh, nothing. Thank you. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to say this, and then we're going to take a little. We're going to take a little break. Mm-hmm. But but you know, I think did I get everything? Oh, this is thanks. You we're supp- we're, you're going to have to do it on the opening. Remember that podcast we were going to talk about? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Do, do we have anything? We'll, we can talk about <laughs> yeah, it. On, I do, but we'll talk about it on the opening. I have too much. What's the name of that podcast? Uh, the super strong Ryan. Ryan. We're gonna throw some love that way, but I feel too anxious to get to it right now <laughs> because I want to get to Daniel. Stop looking at your notes. Just give me, give me. Um, later in the show, here's some things to look forward to that I'm gonna take off this list, and yeah. we're gonna throw over there. A woman that faces someone who murdered her son, 
and not only forgives him, but it makes sense why. And that, had, that by the way, talk about forgiveness. That's who you learn from. You don't go, you learn that person. And we're going to later in the show, we'll play it. But now I want to get, you know, I want to, that, that we'll talk about later. Um, uh, oh, so, and then, uh, what was I talking about? What was I talking about? When you eliminate the impossible. <laughs> What's that? Whenever, whatever <laughs> remains, however improbable. Wait, what? Might I don't be get the it. Truth. Help me. I don't. Well, you were talking about it. How would I know? You were looking through your notes about what we were going to get through, and then we were going to take a break. No, but you said, what were you reading? <laughs> uh, it's just uh, elementary, dear Watson. <laughs> oh, thank you. My God, I, help me out when I say help out, and everyone stares at me. I had no me. idea. I didn't it know. Looked, it looked like you were doing a bit. That's what I thought that. Yeah. No. I that was prepared. No. No. So um, you know my methods, Watson. Well, but but that, that's great. Can you fi- can you figure out how come you couldn't figure out that I was asking for that jingle? Uh, what was I talking about? Okay. Is there any? Is there any? Wait, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. What did I mean to be talking about? Yeah. What could I have possibly been talking about? I don't know. Let's figure it. I out. think that's what you meant. That's what I thought. D- uh, let's Mystery play, play, play I, I, Out of respect <laughs> to this guy, I want to play it all the way to the end. What was I just talking about? Yeah, what did I mean to be talking about? Yeah, what could I have possibly been talking about? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Wait, where was I? Oh, yeah. Great. Great, right? Do you remember it now? Great. Right. <laughs> so who sent that in? Let's say his name right. Comedy Eastman Bang Bang. Presser. Yeah, Comedy Bang Bang. They can't say the guy's name right. Guy's name right. I say if you send in something like that, yeah, we Eastman say Eastman Presser. What's his name again? Eastman Presser. That jingle. Am I right, Eastman? To play it all the Eastman way to the end. Eastman Presser. Right, don't name. be rude. Um, I was right to play Eastman it all the way to the end. Presser. Yeah, he says Eastman. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about. Then we'll take a little break. Like, not going anywhere break. Or maybe. Maybe if you have to pee real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but Doug, Doug Benson, I'm, gonna, I'm to George Carlin, I needed this. Like, I understand that expression when you go, I needed that. I did Doug's show at 4 o'clock. And even though my Today. show was canceled, uh, even though my show oh, was canceled Denver. on Sunday in Denver, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Doug's show at 4. And mm-hmm. those audiences were... So warm and so, like, and I turned to them. I go, you don't know how bad I needed this. Just mm-hmm. to remind myself mm-hmm. of, you get it, you mm-hmm. get. And they're just so warm. They're so. It's like it's like it, it, there's just so much warmth coming out of those audiences, mm-hmm. and I really adore them. I really adore them. You know what I mean? It was yes. just. I, I I I just wanted to say that, and I hope there's someone that was there that heard, heard this because they're just. You know what you. You don't breed. You don't. You don't draw a certain type of audience for no reason. There's a reason. They're gentle. They're con- they're just loving, and they love absurdity. And they can laugh at crassness. They're every. They do it for me. Don't we have a little? Here we. Wow. I'm gonna. Right. What, what's wrong? I throw some love their way. They deserve it. Let's take it in. Let's take it in. Reverb. lifting me higher. Than I've ever been lifted before. So keep it up, quench my desire, and I'll be at your side 
We take comedy and punch it right into your face. It's time to feed your kids, and by the way, what can Brown do for me? Thank you. <laughs> this is the Todd Glass Show. We're back with Daniel Kino. <laughs> Daniel, how are you? I'm great. Now I can relax. What are you and Aristotle doing with the knobs? Oh. <laughs> You're playing with the knobs. Jingles put me in a good mood. I think I'm t- some type of s- savant that knows I'm a savant. Is there a type like that? Uh, but but also mixed with some some um, you know uh, d- uh, chemical imbalance, mm-hmm. and that these jingles they really calm me. And the do, thunder, do you have a prescription? Not not the. <laughs> Joe, please. This, uh, Todd, I'm gonna prescribe you uh, three jingles from three Joe. Jingles, Dr. Joe, uh, Dr. Jingle Joe. <laughs> Do- Hello, this is almost Dr. Ke- we have all doctors, but none of them can do anything. Almost <laughs> Dr. Kevin Sousa, Dr. Jingle Joe. He's not a doctor. I get the bit's not making any sense. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want you to think you're one step ahead of me. But I'm gonna calm down, and uh, I'm saying when he hits those right, when he tonight just like just. Just have fun. Like, do the things where you go, da 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 and then you give a break, and then you do the thunder. You know, treat. If Daniel says. Once John finds his timing, I think the show's going to really click tonight. <laughs> John's the best thing that ever happened to this show to George Carlin. You know, I don't know. I, I'm very aware of, like, I don't want to be. I'm trying to be more aware of being negative. Can I, I mean, tell you I something? I wish he was, was here tonight. Was Can I tell you something? John's, you're, you're, I'm his, bro, Sherlock's doing a great job. Can I yeah. tell you something? You earn the right to be silly and make, because you don't, you don't have to go, oh, uh, you know I love you. I hate, you know, I love you people. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you do, he does know you love him because you raved about him when you saw him live. You're like, what did you say? You're like, oh my yeah. God, that guy. I think really he said, funny. used it, used it, we, we uh, God sent, even though we're trying to think of a new phrase to call that. But it means that the, the, the Carlin wor- sent, the Carlin sent, that the, that the, that the, that the world, the energy of the world, whether coincidental or not, you're cra- by the way, what is so bad if things happen by coincidence? That's still awesome. They act like it takes the awesomeness out of it. Like, oh, maybe there was nobody aligning it. Maybe you just happened to be there coincidentally when they were there. But that's still because of coincidence. You met. 
That's still crazy. Why do we meet? Well, because you could either go, just because we happen to be crossing paths. Did it happen for a reason? Well, we're married or whatever. Or we're, you know, we're in a business together, whatever. I try to include everybody. Um, but back to the show. What do you mean? I'm exhausted. Why are you including married people and people that are in business, business together? Like, I don't know. You know, if it's like a transaction of some know. sort of way. I got love. I got love. <laughs> what are we talking right. about? My name, is, my name is Sherlock Holmes. It's my business to know what other people do not know. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. No, I like it, Sherlock, and you you feel free to do whatever you want this show. And I, I thought you weren't... Can I... Eric, mm-hmm. talk to me when we took a break, because I didn't think... You can edit this out. I didn't think it was really Sherlock Holmes. I, but, to tell you the truth, I thought it was uh, John Wagner playing that's what Sherlock I thought. Holmes. That's but, what I thought. Yeah, but... But I mean, it's Sherlock you know, it was Holmes. It's his business to know what other people don't. Thank you. There is nothing more deceptive than the obvious fact. Oh, it is wow. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. It's Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Now I'm Sherlock sure. Sherlock that. He's <laughs> the only one that's legally uh, allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had my yeah, doubts. Absolutely, but. yeah. Your yeah. love is lifting me higher. What a great love song. What a great love song. <laughs> it's everything love should do. Lift you higher, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who, I don't who's mean saying that? Uh... A few renditions. Yeah, I have a few, but I don't want to play. play. I have others for later. I have one from Bruce. Uh, we're going to play it up on the screen. The original is Jackie Wilson. No, the, the person we heard. Just oh, had. that was James Bay. You know Bay. what? I'm embarrassed. Who? James Bay. I don't nice. usually like slow Michael renditions Bay. of songs, but I thought I he like kicked it. He did a great job. I he needed it. our help there at the end. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of fizzled out. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> like we think that's helping him feathering it back <laughs> into our show. No, he needed it right there at the end. But it's a that's right. I hope those Doug Benson people are listening. Those fucks. You better be crying. I play a nice song for you. I'm shit. I ain't shitting around. So anyway, put some reverb in my voice. You know what I was gonna try to do? Turn it off. Put some reverb in my voice. I was gonna try to act like I was gonna do it. Like you know what? I thought. Give me a lot of reverb, Arrow. Your love. Is ah, That's, that was good. Your love is lifting me high. Let's, let's get let's give it a shot. <laughs> give me some music. Your love. Ah. <laughs> ah. Your love is lifting me high. Wow. You're just supposed to move your lips at this point. That was it. Was it good? Thank I'm, you. I'm crying. You're amazing. By the way, uh, uh, Sharif, would you be able to come to the mic and done it for a million dollars? Can you can you please uh, uh, get up from your seat? What a fat ass. Don't forget to take your headphones off. <laughs> Don't forget Don't to take your headphones off. off. Don't forget to take your headphones off. <laughs> For a million dollars, what if someone said, your love is lifting me higher than I've ever... How would you, how, what's the closest you could come? For a million bucks. Your love. Your love. Your love. Yeah. You, you, for a million bucks, you don't have any time to rehearse. It's your a million dollars. love is drifting me higher than I've ever been lifted before. Is that what I'm doing? Yeah. That was good. I think he earned his money. Wow. $1 million. Pay the man. Can I tell you something? That was really good. Can you, can you mind doing a little more? You should hear how good it sounds. On you, the stage. You don't have your head. You want, would you? Yeah, you told me to take them off. Oh, I have the mic out. Yeah. Hold on. Go. Ah, oh, shit. 
Uh, oh, here, yeah, yeah. Give him your headphones and let him do a little bit of that. I don't know any more words. I think that's all I know. That's all right. I want to see how. We'll, just fake it. Just mumble. Yeah, just take that over if and the, over. If there's a part that we do it along with, we you, don't worry about words. We don't worry. Yeah, words yeah, are for good. assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and Daniel, you said that a long time ago. How's Lauren? Boy, would I like to uh, hey. hear this nice song. Here we go. Okay, let put a lot of reverb in his mic. By the way, that guy that did your love, he had reverb in his mic. I don't think it's a disrespect to your voice. What I do no, I if you... D- yeah, because what it does, it turns your voice into an instrument. And that means it's going to fucking get everywhere in this fucking room. Has anyone And if it's a bad that? voice that you're using reverb to correct it, Chris okay. Said it. But if you have a good voice, and then you say, guess what? My voice is getting to every nook and cranny of this room like a trumpet. And that reverb says, yeah, my voice is every fucking place. It's under the table. It's in between every crevice. And it's fu- And if it takes a little bit of that, no, it's not going to make a shitty voice sound great, but it'll fix a few mistakes. I get it. But if you already can fucking sing like a fuck and then you throw a little reverb in your voice, fuck you. Chris good. Fa- Chris Farron said that putting uh, reverb like, on the singer is like putting ketchup on meatloaf, but ketchup on meatloaf, meatloaf is, is delicious. Good. Well, that's what he knows. And Chris Farron hated that he said I, that. I can't hear you guys without that. <laughs> Daniel lent his headphones to Sharif so he could sing. But obviously, we're all in the same room. He goes, I, I can't hear you guys. L- later, after this, we're going to hear a talk about Bruce Springsteen. I love it. We're just a show that talks now. We're not like other shows. We used to be so nervous with our jingles and stuff, but now we just hang out. So, okay. So, uh, can you hear yourself now? Yeah, yeah. All right, let me hear a little bit. Just, I know, why don't I ask you a song you know? But no. later, part of our summer concert series, when we take a break, <laughs> would you do a song up there? Yeah, sure. All right, okay. Your love. Your love is drifting me higher. Lifting me, lifting me. Excuse me, this is the producer. Hold on. <laughs> Excuse me, it's, it's okay. Uh, it's lifting. All right, take two. Take two. Thank you. And just mumble if you don't know it. You get the sentiment of the song right on the money. I can't believe how quick you got it. So if you don't know the words, just go with emotion. Lifting. Drifting? Lifting. All right. Lifting. Grifting. Grifting. Don't, don't make jokes out the bit. Don't confuse the bit. In the bit, it's lifting. Uh, thank you. And in real life. Thank you for oh, laughing at my yeah. joke. I want to thank you, Cody. What's this? Oh, look at oh. that. Oh, you're putting the lyrics up there for him. Sherlock. I love The game's hat. afoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah, I guess so. Right. How do you like, you want your mic closer to you? As long as it sounds all right. I don't it sounds care beautiful. These are for those... You know, Doug loves movies, people. <laughs> I'm still, still trying to throw love your way. Sing it like you mean it. Don't fuck around. Don't right. be shy. Right. Your love is drifting. God damn it. <laughs> the word's right there. It's okay. Once again? All right, listen. To be honest, when I recorded this song, by the way. I'm the guy who recorded it. And oh, you're, you're, you're going to score a movie, so you're in front of the guy that it's actually his song. It was going to be drifting. It was, was it? I knew it. But my wife has a story for another time. Take three. Your love is lifting me higher than I've ever been lifted before. So keep it up, quench my desire. I'll be at your side forevermore I know your love keeps lifting me higher Than I've ever been lifted 
to do a show. That's why their podcasts are jealous. Sharif, thank you. Wow. I feel like I could sing like you. Let me give it a shot. Let's do it. Should I move away from the mic so it sounds... Okay, hold on. You can put some reverb in my mic, because you had a lot of reverb in his mic, in all fairness. Yeah. I don't want to... I don't want to... Okay. Your love. Let me give it a shot. Your love is lifting me Wow, it's hard. You sound just like him. And I've never been lifted. Nah, I can't do it. Now he has a certain panache about him. Todd, that was so good. Well, that's what you say. Oh, back to the show. <laughs> back to the show. Let's come in this room. You're, Daniel, this is going to be your favorite part. Because I know I'm losing you. Whoa, so bright. <laughs> You're like that Denver audience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i got to include you. Okay. Hi. Hi. I, don't, I think we could talk about it again because... I don't think it. I don't. I don't think it matters that talk we talked about, about it before. About, about and there's a reason I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what are, what are your notes? I want to. I want to talk about some of this stuff. Well, hold well, on. I want to talk gonna, to you. you I want to talk to you. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been. I watched that clip. You were over here. Showed a Bruce where he brings up this like 16 year old kid out of the audience, which bands have done before. But, mm-hmm. but, but you know, it's just I, 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 the warmth that he has between them. I, mm-hmm. I buy. It. That was me. Uh, it wasn't. That was you when you were little. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. So anyway, we're not going to watch that now, but we are going to watch it at the end of the show. Oh, that's when he teaches the audience. Oh, this uh, is sort of cool. Thing. Do you want to watch it? Not right now. Okay, me neither. So anyway, but later before, not only are we going to watch. Bruce, do your love is lifting me high with a great a band of mm-hmm. people. Later, we're going to end the show with it. But let's play this. This is him, and, I, and I'll tell you why I'm talking about this. You know the whole thing with kids today, kids today, mm-hmm. and I and I don't know why. I think this is is that it? No, I, this is something different. We're going to uh. show something. Bruce singing with a big group of people. Your love is lifting me higher. This is him teaching an audience. He's learning a song in front of the audience that someone held up a sign to do. Mm-hmm. And I'll if you remind me in one second, I'll tell you why I took liking to this but also when he brought people up from the audience i realized this kid's 16 17 years old like you said look at me what are, what are mm-hmm. you looking um, up there for um and uh and 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 bruce is 60 something and they don't care they're just singing a song together mm-hmm. and it's it made me cry it filled me up with emotion it made me cry because i went here he is but plus the extra cool factor of like this is his idol and he's there sharing a mic with him staring at him in the face singing mm-hmm. a song and he's doing great and it's just, it, that's, you know, all by itself. But then I think there is more to it. I think that this is what happens, you know. I look, look, I was not like, I, I, I get why sometimes people now want to come up to you and go, hey, I didn't use, to, I didn't like you or I didn't know who you, because they're saying you won me over. Like, I was not my whole life, oh, Bruce, Bruce, you know. I, mm-hmm. But I, it came later mm-hmm. in the last few years because mm-hmm. of some of it came from some of his stances and then mm-hmm. I would listen to his music because I thought, well, with that stance, he can still enlighten me. Mm-hmm. Because once a performer, like we talked about off the air, once a performer says the kids today, I feel they're making the wrong decision. The kids today are smarter. So once mm-hmm. someone said the kids today, they're done being a brilliant. Can they still perform? Can they still make a living? Of course. But you can't enlighten an audience that is more enlightened than you. Mm-hmm. And because of some of his stances, which he might go, oh, if I do this, I'm going to lose my audience. And he did it. He just, to me, has developed a more kind you know, you lose the people that are not empathetic. They, they That's the people that go, I'm fed up with Bruce. You know, 10 years ago people were, but now with this and they, mm-hmm. good, it's okay. And then you gain new people. And those new people are young people 
And they don't give a shit that he's older. They, he doesn't give a shit they're younger. And it's everything that would make this whole world better. But they're the way, just it singing only together. behooves him to get younger fans and let the older ones. No. Oh, that's a side note of a business plan. But <laughs> I think it comes from his heart. Of course. And that it happens to go, yes, of course, younger. you do want a younger audience. But not if you have to compromise your work, if you were right. just doing it to keep a younger audience. But uh, so... On this thing that I was going to show you later, talk about a tease. Aristotle, you can see if one night in Arizona, Nels and Amy would always come to the shows. And uh, like I said, I wasn't, I didn't all, I wasn't always familiar with Bruce, but by that time, because I knew you, I started to get interested. And then you said, oh, you got to see him perform live. And then, you, you know, you, you see that online. You're like, you know, you, you really, you, I, I started to really, I started to really love him. And, um, but so, so, so wait, Nails knows Bruce. He is the guitar, is guitar player. player. Okay. This is, by the way, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show. The craziest story that let me can that, I get that, this, that you made this happen. Can I get this two out phone first, calls and then, on the treadmill? And then I was going to ask you to tell that part of it. Is okay. everybody good? I'm great. Okay. So, so one night, I don't know why I was uh, just interested and I thought Nels was always so friendly. And you know, you think what questions has he been asked before? But I love, like, you know. You know, just got. If someone doesn't mind you say, "Hey, what about you know asking questions?" You know, I have questions always to ask, and I was like, and one of the things I said was like, "How normal is it ever?" Like, you know, sometimes it's crazy normal. Like he said, about a week ago, we were just gone to the stage, and like, and I was like, "Oh, this shirt looks stupid," and I'm like, "No, it's all right. It's black. It's cool." <laughs> and then Bruce was like, "I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm bad with that, you know." And mm -hmm. I'm like, "So it's still like that," and then. I asked, does I know? Does Bruce ever do us? Do they ever yell? Because we somehow it came up that sometimes people will hold up banners with songs they haven't done All in a while. Time, yeah. I go, does he ever start a song? Because I think I saw something online where he started and he figured it out. I go, does he ever not figure it out? Like he goes, sometimes it's sort of fake it till you know it. Sometimes the piano player knows it, but I don't. Or sometimes the horn section figures it out, but sometimes he'll stop a minute into the song and he'll be like, yeah, I don't think this is going to happen. But <laughs> usually they'll figure it out. He goes, usually <laughs> he said because Bruce will just. Hum, they'll go. Da -na 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 you guys got it. Da -na -na -na. You know? And I remember Nels da -na -na -na, just doing not that, but over and over. He would just do it over and over. Well, like, you know, and then eventually the band gets it. But every time I've seen that, like every time I see that anybody, I always go like he goes. Na -na -na, and then the band does it, and I go, yeah, they got it. He goes, no, 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 guys, no, no, no. And then they do it. I go, yeah, they got it. It sounds perfect. <laughs> no, no. I know that's what happened because he was starting to play something on the guitar and then who's the other uh, what's the uh, gentleman that came over with the, and they just play it out of the, tune the i know that's what i tell <laughs> Steve Van Zandt. yeah he was going eh. anyway mm -hmm. later in the show we have i so i when i stumbled upon this online i went oh this is not like wing newton where he goes hey we haven't done this in a while then he nails it and goes we'll get that right one of these days oh mm -hmm, shut the fuck mm -hmm, up mm -hmm. he goes eh, he has someone in the audience yell out spanish eyes and he goes wow well we didn't you know rehearse this one but that hasn't stopped us yet <laughs> you seem like a good crowd he goes i promised i'd save this for a good crowd <laughs> So anyway, great. Why don't you save something for a bad crowd? They they need it more. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, then when, I, when I came upon this video, I was like, oh, this is what Nels was talking about. And it was fun to watch him. And then when they cut to the crowd, I went, there's like 30,000 people there. And he's that comfortable. Just And he just, I love the, I just love the way he performs. I love that he, that he, you feel, it's like, do that or go home. Mm-hmm. But mm -hmm. we had, I had gotten you tickets 
And then you you actually go get, go ahead because that I don't think we've ever told that story on the show. Maybe we have. It doesn't even matter. I want to hear it again. Um, how did I go ahead? Well, um, the very first time I uh, met Nels and Amy was in Arizona when I was opening for you, and um, and then at some point later, Bruce because he would Bruce used to take breaks, and he still does, but. He would do many, many years without touring. Then it was he had been not and touring then, for then, a long time. And then he would like do a solo uh, tour with just him and small rooms. And now he's on Broadway. But like the the East Street Band giant tours didn't happen as much as they seem to these days, which is awesome. But there was like a long period. And then they went on tour, and it was insane. And he started doing the whole album a night thing, where he would just do a whole album that that night. And. Um, and he was and he was going to Chicago and he was going to Born uh, Born to Run, and me and my friends huge fans and I called Ty and go you think we could get tickets, and then you know you called Nell whatever you did and then Ty calls he's like yeah no problem they were they they'll got, leave you three got, tickets Amy uh, got back to me crazy quick but can I interject here real quick, um that was when I was also in Philadelphia. And I wanted to do something cool for uh, the that MMR was, uh, audience. That was the Born in the USA. Oh, that tour. was a different one. Yeah, it was a different. Where's the one time. where he came out and you hung out with him after the show? That was in Chicago. Was that the? F- yeah. That okay, go ahead. You finish time. your story then. I'm sorry. That was the first time. It was crazy. Like it, my friends and I were like still going to at uh, Will Call, and we we're like, "There's no way. It's just we're just gonna have tickets uh, to the show, which we did." And then afterwards, Nils is like, "What are you guys doing?" Uh, Amy was like, "Cause she hangs out right by the pit." What are you guys doing later? We're going to the um, some bar, and at Four Seasons, and then we took a cab there, and we got out, and the guy was telling everybody the bar was closed. Bar was closed, and, and luckily my friend David Casp was smarter than all of us. He's like, "There's no, they're telling people it's closed, because uh, you know we gotta hang out." And we just hung in there for like 30, 45 minutes. We waited, we waited, and all of a sudden the elevator doors open. And people started walking this out. This is in the hotel. Yeah, this is at the hotel. And they're like, Nils. It's empty. The hotel bar, it's empty. Nils and uh, Stevie and um, um, Clarence was alive back then. And then Bruce walked out. And, and it was his 60th birthday, I think. And uh, he walked around to talk to everybody at every table. I remember you texting me. I was like, are you shitting me? Yeah. And then he started talking to you guys. He just, he just walked up to our table. We were sitting with Nils and Amy and uh, my, my friends David, AJ. And um, there was another, oh, I forget her name, Melanie, Melanie. And uh, everybody, was everybody was really cool. We were like, all right, as long as no one like asks for a picture or does anything stupid, just be cool. And he just came up and it was so hard because he just had like his hands in his pockets. And he was like, what's up, guys? <laughs> he asked you yeah. a question. He goes, he? yeah, no, I, I asked him because uh, he, he said, what did you think about doing the whole album thing? And I'm like, ah, cool. That's great. <laughs> and then I did ask him something about a song that's, you know, it was awesome. You know what, you guys also, what I think, maybe I'm projecting here, but like, you know, especially then, and you guys look younger now even, but especially, you know, that was like five, six years ago, and you look young. I think it's cool to see people that you're, you know, you like to, you know, keep... Well, I feel like he has these, like, the, these make, split crowds. No, because sometimes you go to a Springsteen show, and there are people that you would never be in the same room with, um, ever. DMV or court. But that's it. <laughs> so I wanted to offer something to the, because uh, Preston and Steve in Philadelphia, 
I thought maybe we can do something cool. So I was opening up for David Cross. Mm-hmm. This was in Philadelphia, oh, this, right? This, <laughs> this is where yeah. you sat next to his mom. This was the time, yeah, where no, we couldn't uh, get in. We, we had tickets again at Will Call from the band, and uh, we walked all the way down there, and the guy who takes our tickets, and he looks, at, uh, he looks like down, and it's the first row, like the first five tickets. And he goes, oh, you can't, <clears throat> can, there's people in your seats. And we're like, no, no, this is, these are our tickets. He's like, I don't know where you got these tickets, but there's people sitting there. These tickets are no good. And we go, no, no, this, these are the fucking band tickets. And my friend's like, fucking kick him out. We got band tickets. And the bouncer goes, dude, that's his mom and his sister. But you ended up sitting next to them. No, we ended up getting floor tickets right next to the stage. Because Amy. And then they, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. But like, it was his yeah. mom. And my buddy's like, fucking kick him out. <laughs> we got band tickets. <laughs> we know the band. Fucking get him out, out of here. Get him out of here. Attention, the police department here in Philadelphia. <laughs> Please get Bruce Springsteen's goddamn mom out of the, go- out of the road. Sorry for my language. All right. So I wanted to offer, I forget why, but it was something I wanted to offer. Oh, I needed some landscaping done at my mom's house. Well, I don't know if you want to talk about this part of the story. But hold on. No, no, no. I didn't forget it. No, wait. So you needed some landscaping done. So So I said, whoever, whichever, if if somebody submits, like that wants to do it, it wasn't that much stuff. It was something they could do in five hours with two people. You know, but but landscapers know what they're doing. So they come in with their truck and their shell, and they know what they're doing, and they leave five hours later, two people. So anyway, so the landscaper and his wife. So, so, but hold on, hold on. Landscaper and her husband. I don't want to. Hold on, hold on. So, uh, (laughs) so, um, I'm opening up for David Cross at a theater in Philadelphia. So the, the, the package becomes this. MMR paid for the uh, sub- like you know a, 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 a suburban to pick them up, so picks them no, up at the house. Stretch. It was a stretch limo. Oh, it was. Uh huh. So I have no idea. It sounds what cheesy. You are I in said. This story. You don't. What, what did the landscaper impress on Steve? Okay, I'll tell you. I needed a landscaper, so I said, if you do my mom's house as on a favor for me, Steve. yes, on President Steve. Mm-hmm. If I called okay. in on the show, I called in. I said, if you do the the landscaping at the house. It was the same night, your show. And, yeah, and yeah. I said, the but they, they, he did it after. I trusted him, of course. I said, here's what the here's what the bonus will be. So they and, and MMR loved it. They go, we'll throw in the car. So that picked it. So these. So I picked. So four people submitted. Here's my website. Here's what I do. Well, but they got tickets to David Cross. Hold on. Yeah, David. Limo. Hold on. I'm gonna explain oh, that in okay. a second. So we the one was Kindscape Landscaping. Kindscape Landscaping. They, I looked at their website. Every if it was five or six. They were all so nice that they'd even submitted it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, there's you know it was it was close and it <laughs> seemed like it worked out. So they got picked up at their house in, in a car and then they got driven to see. Dave. They didn't even have time to stay for the whole David Cross. They got dropped off. They got to see me open for Dave Cross. Of course, I hung out with them and then they got right back in their car. Daniel was already in the car. When they showed up with the two people from the winners, the, the, the Kindscape landscaping people, Kindscape's landscaping, probably saying it wrong every time, Daniel was me, already me in the car. my friends. Yeah, yeah, Daniel was already in the car. They came in. They all watched me open up for David Cross. Boom, they got back in the car, and it drove him to Bruce Springsteen. And Funny part. Funny. But they had, like, watermelon dunked in. What, didn't they what? have, like, all this fresh fruit with great, liquor but, in it? And also, um, we didn't get to sit down. We, we went in. The guy sat next to Bruce Springsteen's mom and his sister yeah. with his wife, 
And then Springsteen walked over and got his mom up on stage to do Dancing in the Dark with and her. And his like his parents and, like hung out them. like near there the entire yeah. time. They're like, we can't. We didn't know these tickets were going to be like this. Now all of a sudden, like Bruce yeah. Springsteen's like leg is touching mine <laughs> as he helps his mother and the, the uh-huh. security get her up. Uh-huh. I think on the stage. That you got these awesome. tickets yeah. again through Nails and Eight. I got yeah. I couldn't go. What happened was I genuinely was going to go. I couldn't, and then I thought, what do I do with them? And that's when I. Offered them up in this sort of thing, and uh, and that was, was uh, everybody wins. Your mom, yeah. You and then ha- he came like a week later, and he did such a great job. You did that before he even did any yeah, work. Yeah, because I well, wow. of course, people are overwhelmingly, obviously, most of the times, incredibly honest. So uh, he just said, "Hey, I'm not yeah. going to be able to do it until after." I'm like, "Of course." Well, yeah, go on MMR. You think he wants me trashing him? Oh, that's true. You could. Just, but I that's mean, not why. Anyway, well, there you go. Um, and Bruce, oh, are you tempted to see it now, or do you want to wait? Well, let's get it out of the way, and then we'll go to the bathroom and come back and do a show. Listen, <laughs> listen to what I say. <laughs> listen to what I say. Sherlock. Sherlock. <laughs> Sherlock. What a beautiful name. I'm a brain, Watson. The rest of me is a mere appendix. Wow. What else you got? <laughs> <laughs> Read me another one. I love your things. You Are you going to a no. different website every time? No, he's not. What do you mean going to a website? <laughs> Why okay. is he taking okay, so long? Okay, shut up. Shut up. To, to George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> to George Stephanopoulos. The, he is staring at us. Nothing but his pipe and that, that smoke is, is, you know, in a weird way, the smoke from his pipe is charming. And all he's doing is looking up in the room, reading it. And why would I lie? What would I have to gain? It smells right. really good. Sherlock, what? Oh. I'm not a psychopath. I'm a high-functioning psychopath. Do your research. Wow, there's a lot. Actually, that's a wordy one. That's a good one, actually. You don't know. I, I'm more in depth. I'm more intuitive <laughs> than you. I'm more. I have more spirituality than you. And you fucking better believe it. I choke the shit out of you. <laughs> that's a guy who thinks he's a spiritual, but he's not. I'm so spiritual. If you don't believe it, I'll fucking throw a punch at you. All right, listen. That's what I do when my jokes don't work. I just add like that wasn't the end of it. Okay, moving on. We're gonna take a break. But don't you want to see it? Let's take a break. Don't you want to see I it do. first? I do. Play it into break. But well, what, what do you mean? Play, like, it, let's we'll, let's play it on the. Oh, play it on the other you know side. You take mean? a break. Play it while we're on the break. No, <laughs> uh, we'll come back and play it. So <laughs> yeah, what we're doing? Gonna, do that. Here's what the next thing you're gonna hear. Because I like to produce a show. My shows are produced. By the way, uh, uh, we're going to talk while we take a break. Can I get a little more in the background, please? <laughs> we're going to talk to Sharif, find out if there's a song maybe he wants to do. Like, what would you... Let's do a song. Are you comfortable doing a song? Sure. Does that say Ask Todd? That, because... Uh, I, talk about what you have to look forward to later in the show. I started a ska band. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, you think no, it's man. funny, Aristotle? It's not going to be so funny when I take a... S- <laughs> <laughs> So when we come back, we got a lot. Just so I'm in the best mood. I feel great. Daniel, do you feel great? I feel great. I feel a little silly. Well, good. That's a good thing. Whoever said that was bad, but nobody. Oh, that matters. The Dem- Saturday Night Denver audience. Eric, are you up? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cody's doing a great job on drums. You got to admit it. You uh, gotta admit it, uh, 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 Eric. Before we go to break, so we can all we have to pee. We have to make a pee pee. 
What's wrong with that? Why can't you make peeing like true? We have to pee pee. The truth is, no matter how mature we all try to act, we have to take a pee pee. Aristotle wouldn't want. I could tell the way he's got a pee pee. You have to pee pee. Dying. Is there anything else you want to say before we take a break, Daniel? I'm going to give you the last word. Tonight, right before I left. Uh, this is a long story. I don't know. Oh, are you shitting <laughs> He said me? word. The next thing you're going to hear is the Bruce Springsteen training his band how to sing the song in front of a live audience. That we haven't played since we were, I don't know, 16. It may be up. So let's see how we do it. It's all... It's got a good key. I think it's worth letting. That's good. Oh, it's it's on the wrong picture. That's pretty good. It's good enough. This is, oh, when I, <laughs> this is when I thought of Nels. Give me a uh, what happened? Uh, give me a cable. This is the part I thought of Nels. <laughs> no, you're doing it. You're doing it. Can you do it? <laughs> They'll learn it.
That's right, we're gonna soak it in for another 30 seconds. As a teenage, I sing, I sing, lesson around. She was a teenage, I sing, lesson, lesson around. She was a teenage, I sing, ten, 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 it She was a mademoiselle, she was a da 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 Because she was a Back to the show. Daniel Kino is our guest for the full hour tonight, ladies and gentlemen, bringing live to you from the studios nestled somewhere in the Los Angeles area. Nobody knows exactly where they are, except people that have figured it out. How you doing? You know, I, How's your right dog? I Did left, you train it? D- no. Uh, right wow. I, right why? What's the problem? You can go you know, on YouTube. I was what? at a... Oh, hold on. Shh, please. Hold on. I, I'm the interviewer. What's the... I'm the interviewer. And I'm a good interviewer. Mm-hmm. That's how I know not to let people talk. That's what I was told. <laughs> um, why, what, what is your dog? What would you love your dog to know? You love your dog. Yeah. It's great. But what's one thing you go, I just wish he could get him to do this. What is it? A gr- whatever there's, it is. I don't yeah, know. There's, there's Tell one me. thing. Um... I wish he would. Uh, is this to George Carlin? A to George Carlin, okay. uh, ju- jumping on, like jumping up on people when he yeah. first meets them. You have to suck their dick every time they do it. They'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I tell you a story that I thought about? Uh, Come on, that's uh, funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What type of show do I have where that doesn't get a laugh? It got a laugh. It did not what it deserved. Oh, Cody laughed. Cody did. I'll uh, give it to him. I'll give it to him. I bet Vinny's laughing, listening. Uh, I should edit it out. I have a disgusting show. All right. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Um, and that's the only thing we, we will get. We'll, we'll get a trainer for that. That's the. That's a big. Can I tell you something? The reason that. I ask. What is your name? I, is it Rhoda? Rhoda. Ooh, I was Rhoda. Way off. Um, because everything's a YouTube clip away. From finding mm-hmm. it out, and usually that would work amazingly well. I, I think that's what's interesting well, about, about training training myself. dogs. Is that <laughs> I look, actually never did right? That. I think that's what's interesting about training dogs. Look, sometimes there might be some damage that's done, especially if it was abused, that might take a little more than the average person. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's John Brown. <laughs> In the middle of this story, that means he thought it was worth it. Oh, John, it's Todd. Hi, it's John. How's the podcast going? Oh, it's pretty good. Sherlock's doing a great job. Oh, where? How did you guys know each other? Oh, cool. Sherlock's books. Sherlock. That's how he knows you too. All right, well, hey, did you know I have a book, too? The Todd Glass situation. That's how I know you. That's how I know you. Uh, I love that book. Are you working on your second one? Todd Glass, too? 
No, I do have a new book I'm putting out with Chip Chantry. It's called Is Pepsi Okay? It's a long story, but I'll talk about it later. Okay, bye, John. I love Steve Fine Arts. Wow, that is so nice. And then I thought, well, it must be true if he's calling, because how can mm-hmm. he be here? And yeah. call? Can, I, can I tell you yes. a story uh, that I thought of the other day about my dog and Daniel Kino? Yes. Oh. When she was a puppy, maybe two years old. Uh, what kind of dog do you have? She's dead. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. Thanks okay. a lot, Eric. Okay. That, that's not the story. Um, <laughs> she, did, she did die when she was about six years old, that little red-nosed pit bull that I had. What happened to your dog? Oh, no. Why? What, How, seriously, what, though, what, what did happen to your dog? Uh, she had a tumor in her heart that ruptured. Oh, shit. That's, that's, you know what? That's inappropriate. That's rude. That's, hey, hey, stupid. Hey, let's get John back. And I don't here, mean to call Sherlock stupid. Sherlock, just, that was rude. You Even, should have figured that out. Okay, let's not. No, you know what? I don't like to call use harsh words. Not on my new show and my new format. Sherlock, you're doing a great job, and I appreciate you being silly with us. Uh, I'll back to you. Set up real quick. She did have a, a tumor in her heart ruptured, and that's how she died. But so disrespectful. But if that hadn't happened, I'd probably still be living in Idaho. And uh, where did you used I to live? Have my son. Where did you used to live? Uh, in Boise. Idaho? <laughs> no, how do you... Uh, where well, okay, did you used sorry. to live? Idaho. How do you not know where you... No, no, Todd, Idaho. I know, but how do you not know where you no. live? I don't understand that. Where did, <laughs> no, seriously, where did you used to live? Boise. I don't know. Well, I can't... I'll still uh, do the bit. <laughs> you can't stop me. Um, okay, go ahead. Okay, you wait, two. Wait, I love that you're having a... Can I say something? I love that you two are having a conversation. I'm going to back off. So, but would you like reverb? <laughs> Okay, what's up? Turn my no, no, mic no. off, Aristotle. Seriously. Uh, she would always, one of the things I always wanted to change about her was jumping up on people, too. And I never off? thought to look it up either. It but she used to. You did turn it off. <laughs> every yes. time someone would knock on the door, she would lose her mind and bark uh-huh. and, at the door. And I was, I'd always go, baby, stop. Stop. Knock it off. Stop. And then one day, Daniel was the one knocking on the door. And he goes, she's never going to stop. You just have to accept that. And then for the rest of her life, it didn't bother me anymore. She'd bark at the door and I'd go, okay, thank you. Thanks. Gotcha. Hey, good job. I think there was, good I job. mean, you, we probably could have split the difference, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know if it's yelling or it's just never going to happen out of the only options. But I see, I, I see what, I, what you're saying. You're saying is that helped you that helped accept me, her. Like, just go, yeah, I don't yeah, think I you, am going to get can, her to you stop. Can, you My, can compart. That's her job. She's well, a... Yeah, Let I like that there. part uh, of. Oh, Leo, no, that's. Oh, you brought him. Oh, my, yeah, oh, he's so adorable. He'll um, calm down. I like that He'll part calm down. because that it, that is like I want to know if someone's at the door. By the way, don't worry about him. Dogs get nervous when they come in, but then they calm down. Oh yeah, I remember her. Yeah, but when yeah, you said yeah, that, yeah, then yeah. it switched in my head that I was like, oh yeah, I do like that. Yeah. yeah. He's fine. He's fine. Don't worry. Don't get I nervous. I even like about it that him. he jumps on people. To be honest with you. Okay, let's 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 shut <laughs> the parking off for real. Stop that. I want to talk about that. Yeah, I want to talk about that. I bet that that's a YouTube clip away from. I can't believe. Like, what I mean by that is, look, I'm not insinuating that if changing something involves a lot of work, that you shouldn't do it. But let's face it, it's a bonus when it's not actually that hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot. Not always. There's always isolated situations, the trauma that a dog has been through, or as same as a human being. Mm-hmm. But I think overwhelmingly, you're a YouTube clip away. Like when you know what you're doing, and it's not maybe what you thought was the best way, but you mm-hmm. learn. Same thing with children. 
I bet you're a YouTube clip away from going, are you shitting me? That's how easy that was to stop that. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that there is not a clean answer that unless the dog has, you know, mental instability, which, by the way, dogs can like people. But overwhelmingly, before we get there or think about that or what if it didn't work, I, I bet overwhelmingly it works and quickly. Yeah. So why haven't you done that yet? It doesn't bother me that much. That's see, That's the truth. Yeah. But I think I this didn't, didn't we have this argument? Not I argument. No, didn't this happen no, in your house? There, there have been things that oh, no. bothered me about Leo, and it, we got rid of them. It was in my mom's house. Yeah, I thought about something. So nothing. She, her so dogs wasn't uh, my dog. Yeah, yeah. This, this what wasn't my dog? I not thought us. this. What? what are you no talking? argument wasn't about my dog. What was it about? You're, You're talking about. Oh no, me! It's at my house. Yeah. So, but it's like this. Like, were you? Uh, I appreciate you going. You know what? It doesn't bother me that much. Mm -hmm. But it's home of my parents, and the dogs walk all around all the like the tables, like the big coffee table. The dogs will get up on it, <laughs> and also they come in with this energy that is just all over the place. Jump on the sofa, they jump on the thing, and they're crazy. And there's like four at this time, four bichlas, and they're adorable. Like once they calm down, and I go. And they act like they they don't like it. They go, they did just just high strung. And I go, I, I promise you, this is a true story. This is just the last time I was home. I went, I think I saw something. If you fake like you're sleeping, or maybe I noticed it, a dog will not bother you. Like if a dog comes in the house with a lot of energy, you lay down on the bed and act like you're sleeping, they will usually, usually, as, as hyper as they could be, it might take them a second, usually it's pretty quick. They will act accordingly. Mm -hmm. Now, that I remember doing. Like, I remember over the years with different dogs, I went, watch, it works, and see if it works. And always thinking it wouldn't, and I think it works every time almost. It, you act like you're sleeping. You know, the dog won't push you and jump around you. It'll, it'll, it'll acknowledge you're sleeping. Most, I've never had it not work. Sometimes it took a second longer. But anyway, so, hold on. Um, so, uh... When the, when the dogs come in the living room, I go, everybody act like they're sleeping. I want to see, like, you can, can it also work for calmness? Do they bring on this frenetic energy? So my stepdad, and, you know, they're, they're all, they're, they do it. You know, they're, they're, they're fun. You know, they're not going to go, what? They go, okay, and they all tried it. And it worked. I tried now, that with my girlfriend. You know what? <laughs> Just, I'm like, no, I'm sleeping. No, honey, honey, you know, I'm fucking sleeping, you know, and, all right, all right. I'm sorry. That's what we have to be sorry about. The dog is Hold on. always so the dogs calm down. Hold on, this has to yeah. do. With the dogs calm down. I'm like, in an hour, about thirty minutes later, not an hour. We had to reset it because they started to get hyper again. I went, everybody, and everybody shut their eyes. Like my mom did it. My step, my mom's husband did it, and everybody, you know, they they recentered again. And then my mom goes, and I, this was the answer to it. She goes, well, really, it doesn't bother us that much. I go, well, then just tell me that. I'm okay, believe it or not. You might go, no, I'm not. I'd have to have it the way I wanted it. No, if they enjoy that frenetic energy, well, then okay. But if it's something you're going, no, if we could stop it, we would. But they like it. They like them running around on the coffee table. Does it match they like their the mud. energy? Well, they're not like they run around barking. But, but are, are uh, they... They, they don't, they're actually seem pretty calm, but they like the frenetic energy of the bird, and the bird comes running down the hallway... Chasing bird. the dog. Lenny, get the bird. Yeah. Oh, Steve, the get the bird. Oh, my God. Who put that there? Oh, and then the cat. Oh, we got a cat. Oh, my they, God. They have a cat? Can I tell you something? Oh, my God. When everybody went to bed, this orange cat came over to me. He was so... Can I tell you? I oh, remember like thinking... A Persian? I go, he's not like a tabby. Oh. Long-haired tabby. Mm -hmm. 
But I go, he's not fat, like unhealthy fat. Like, it's not my mom defending it, going, that's healthy fat. I'm thinking it. I'm like, I see, I pick him up. I'm like, oh, my God. And I look at him. I go, oh, my God. Like, he's so adorable. This big, fat, fucking friendly orange cat. I could do anything with him. Mm -hmm. First thing I do is I put him, because I used to do this with my cat Hemingway when I was like 12. I put him on my lap. I want to see. My mom goes, he's just like Hemingway. He's probably pretty close. So I put him on my, um, it's like. You know, at this point, one thirty in the morning, I put him on my in between my legs, and I have him do sit-ups. I go, mm -hmm. "You got to do sit-ups." He didn't care. He's like, mm -hmm. "I'll do them." <laughs> he got taking his paws, touching his toes, taking his uh -huh. paws. He's just sitting there. I'm like, "Oh, this is like." And if I could teach him the potato chips, I'd have something. So anyway, that's uh, my story. Thank <laughs> you, Sherlock. <laughs> my story has to do with your story that maybe you like it. Maybe I like it. Maybe yeah. you don't think it's the worst thing in the world, your dog jumping up on people, even people that love dogs. I don't want dogs jumping up on me, and I love dogs, unless they do it softly. You know what I mean? Like a friendly dog yeah. comes up with its paws. Oh, of course, I'll fucking mush its well, face. You know, the problem with dogs your is, dog is you, can't rude. Have, you can't have a little bit of it, or you can't have something sometimes, like... At some point, I taught him this game whenever I would get home to, like, get up high and take my hat off my head. And, you know, you've seen <laughs> he's, like, giant. So he'll, like, he'll start, he'll just, like, he wants crawl to up get on it. me. And he'll, like, start, I mean, he's aware of his teeth, but he'll start, like, nipping and, and like, uh, up until he gets my hat and takes it off. And, you know, we thought that was so funny for a couple of weeks until AJ came over wearing a hat. And, and he wouldn't let him. Yeah, and he just got so fucking scared. This giant sometimes it is when a, when a dog's not at his face. When a dog isn't acknowledging that you're in control, it can get like you know Troy's dog. I think is trying to fuck me. Sometimes I get nervous. It kisses me against my will. Like I'm. <laughs> yeah, but there's a thing is aggressive affection that. <laughs> it's that, it's that scary. scary. Sometimes I go okay. He's like kissing me, and I'm like trying to push him away. Then I hear him go. Urgh. I'm like, wait, I think I should just l let him lick yeah. me. I don't think this is gonna end. Okay, kissy, kissy, come here. Oh, kiss, kissy, come here, come here, Troy's dog. Come here, give me kissy, kissy. Yeah, it's right. Give me kissy. Come here, 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 come here. You just gotta be patient. Come here. That's a good little boy. You don't got nothing to be nervous about. That's right. I bark at you. Okay. This is what my show is now. I hope you like it. This is what we're sending Chris Harwood. This is what we're sending to the new owners of the show to see if they like what I do. They think this is necessary to have on our network, and they send that clip. They go, no. Who listens to that? Well, you just heard one clip. It doesn't service it. So that's all I wanted to say. Now I'm at a calm. How long have we been you know going? Can I tell you how I feel? To George Carlin? Now I can start. Speaking of George Carlin. Do you care about what I just said? Car? How long BMW? have we been going? Mm -hmm. How long have we been going, Aristotle? Hour and a half. Wow. Uh, you, yeah, the George Carlin's how, car. How much did it sell, sell for? It's like 60000 60, was it? No, no, I didn't know. Someone, I thought you told me that. Oh, um, I. Th mm. How do we know that? J and I'm, look, I'm Can we not. Look it up. Yeah. yeah How do we up. know that Jay Leno didn't want that car? Why do I know that? Like someone told me, you would think he would want it. And then uh, look, all you can do is put, you know, be a bad detective and put stuff together. But it's just odd that he wouldn't want it, and then it made me think because it's George Carlin's car that maybe. Maybe he had pure a speculation. Uh, maybe he, him, and George Carlin maybe didn't get along. Because how could you not, like, what if you thought, and you have a right not to, him? you have a right, 
Maybe they had something. I'm not. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. And I, I'm not, to George Carr, and I mean that. I'm not being flippant about it. Um, you have a right to uh, not want the car because you had a run-in with that person, or maybe creatively you didn't see eye to eye. Then the, I get it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want the car. Of course, and it doesn't make you a bad person. You have different people that mean something to you, and maybe he's not one of them. It doesn't mean he might might be just feel muke about it. He might not love it, or he just didn't. You know, they, so it's not not enough for him to go. I got to have that car. But I can't imagine if someone would go, no, no, well, no, no, no. no. You know, just like everybody else, Jay, resp- Jay, loved, uh, uh, Jay loved George, then why wouldn't you want his car? Like, what car do you have that's taking up space that's more important than George Carlin's ass, his DNA in the seat in a car? So I think something happened. Maybe something happened. You know, yes, like, that's, that's yes, I, uh, you're right. That's why I never Jay. bought Jeff Donovan's PT Cruiser, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I wanted it. I wanted it, you know, the price was right, but... Can you do me a favor? <clears throat> and we'll edit that out. Can you play that Mexican, you know, that uh, so we're, we're going to edit this out. It's the, the Mexican song, you know, the Spanish dance. Do you know which one I'm talking about? You say that again, and we'll go right into that. It makes the show look like it's, 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 it's produced, mm-hmm. and then we'll edit it out. No one will ever hear any of this. Is mm-hmm. that cool? Stop mm-hmm. looking at your notes. You're not even in the moment. What are you, Byron Allen? Thank you for laughing again. Cody saves me. He doesn't save me. He's present. Eric's looking at his phone. Well, I'm how trying to figure out that that something for the for. show. Something for the show. <laughs> Sixty grand. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. You saved yourself. <laughs> You're all on a tight leash. Right. Sixty thousand is what I heard. It started at six. Black BMW, like two door you know, coupe. Oh, right. Oh wow. Eight fifty. What did it go for? Uh, you want to play a game? Wow. How much did you, George Carlin's car go Do we have some intro 16. music? Real quick, there was two opportunities to make a Sherlock joke during this whole car thing, and no one said anything. I well, was you have a microphone. Phone. Where well, were no, you? No, what are you yelling at Aristotle? Excuse me. Excuse I'm over here in this other booth no, doing other no, things. No, no, hey, no, hey. no, no, no. Hey, you have a problem no, with no, Aristotle? No, 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 I didn't mean I, uh, no, no, I, I didn't mean nothing you know, by on, that. Hold on, hold on, John, I thought this was Sherlock. You got a problem with I'll Aristotle? I take no offense. You don't talk oh, to him like no. that. He's got a problem with Aristotle. What? That, that's Get right. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you got a lot of... Is it, is it close to 60? We'll play the game. You want oh. to play it? Okay, I'm going to go around the room. Do you have a good intro song? I think I know Daniel's guess. I think it's 30, actually. And now, let's guess how much did George Carlin's BMW go for? Yes, go ahead. 30,000. I know it's more than that. Todd. I'm going to say, I think it probably went up since we talked. So I'm going to, you know, what? Hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. What's it going to cost me? Uh, nothing. This is a gentleman's bet. So go have fun or go home. I'm going to say 70,000. And I'm going to say 72. Final answer. 68. I'm kidding. Sherlock. Around. 68. Final. 68. Final answer? 68. Final, final. Well, this is a 2008 BMW. That well, it's George drove. Carlin's, remember? Mm, 2008. No. Is it? <laughs> no. You might be right. It's, it's a 96. 96. Wow, he wasn't doing too well. Mm. <laughs> it was paid off. What do you care, Cody? I just said. Is it an 850? Who gives a shit? I'm kidding. You have every right to ask because you're trying to guess. See, I make fun of you and I defend you. It is the well, 850 CI. Know. Okay. 65. 65? Aristotle? Stotts? Stotts! Uh, Stotts! I would be... So bold as to say somewhere near 80,000. I would think you'd be right, but the last... Can I tell you the only reason I'm saying 
what did I say, 68? Mm-hmm. It's because I thought someone told me it closed at 60. So I'm taking that there might have been some truth to that. I know nothing. I'm not basing it on how much that car would be worth and then adding money because it's George Carlin. Is me? Is I'm, I'm the person? I think you might have been the one that say you texted yeah, me or something. That car sold at yeah, 60. something. So anyway, back to you, uh, 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 Sharif. 84. 84, and over to you. Oh, you guys are way off. 58. Okay, that's uh, that's uh, Cody Wood, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, and Eric. I know the answer. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being honest. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> so let's hear it. Okay, do you want music? Uh, yes. Okay, here we go. A little... Sure, it's a professional show. Other shows the are price, so mad. The winning bid for George Carlin's '96 BMW, thirty-two thousand dollars. Daniel Kino is tonight's winner. Wow. You know what? That should have sold for more than that. But I didn't. Ha- I, it makes, you know. But I'm glad that it was at least more. Because at six, I wanted. I thought I should buy it, shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. And it's not like I have money to throw around. But I thought, come on. Yeah. You have to have it. I have to have it. Is that what she started? The mm-hmm. auction I think act. it's six. And you said, oh, no, I didn't know it was an auction. Oh, yeah. It was like you called me. And you know what? Right away. Can I tell anybody that says, here's what happens, I think, and I bet I'm right, that you have a lot of things to remember your dad by, and it's not always what we think it should be. And sometimes you feel bad for letting go of something, but that's not the thing that reminds you of your dad. Now you're holding on to it mm-hmm. because you feel like I can't. Meanwhile, there's five, ten other things that remind you. you and I have that with my dad. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's one point you're like, you know what? I don't. I'm just I, because I'm sure if it was, if that was the thing that connected her, like, wow, we used to take rides and we used to do that. That wouldn't be. She wouldn't be selling it, right? But there, there's other things that that I, I'm pulling this. I'm guessing this, but I bet I'm close. Uh, so, and the reason I ask that is because somebody asked me. My friend of mine goes, you know, would would you sell it if it was your dad's? Oh, and that's and un- yeah, that's unfair. Well, no, 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 no. It doesn't, no we don't mean, have to take like, it that way. They weren't fact. asking. They weren't asking in an accusatory oh. way. It was just an honest conversation about because okay. it, about minimalism yeah. and uh, and we had already mm-hmm. talked about this with my dad. And I went. I thought that was a great question, and I go, yeah, like I if not if it was not if that was not the thing. It could be a razor blade. It could have been the car, like the old fashioned razor blades. I have not the razor blades, but the handles to the af- to the Atra. Mm-hmm. I had my dad's, you know, and I would always like. You know, so I have that a straight weird razor. Thing. No, no, no. Hey, how dare you, straight razor? How uh, old do you think? Is it a I safety am? razor? No, it's a, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a solar powered electric <laughs> razor. <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell you. You're all right. Last week was rough because his sister of mine she came out to the house and she didn't even know what to do. And I'll tell you, everybody, I don't even understand because I am my sister. She's in my meatloaf over there. And my brother, he come down, hey, Gary, I go, I don't got no money anymore. And I'll tell you, my sister, she ain't do good either. She hit a deer, it was in the zoo. She, she said it wasn't her fault, she beeped. I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you. You know you're getting old when your family talks in front of you. Hey, what are we gonna do with pups, you know? Put them in the garage, we got company coming, you know? Pup just sits there drooling, you know? I'll tell you what, you know? I'll tell you, my wife, she was a bad cook. In our house, we used to feed, we saw the fly fixing a screen door. You know, how uh, excited are you about uh, the DMV's new rule to allow uh, cars without people in them to be on the road? So that means it's coming. It's like 
Y- you would be, I, I, I imagine you are one of the people. Self-driving car. Yeah, self-driving car. Thank you, Aristotle. And Aristotle, we're, we're what's the purpose of a car without people in it? Well, it's a transport mechanism. You like, mean without driving? Are you, oh, you getting mean like me, packages? Todd, Todd, if you could get a ride, if you can get a ride, like if you, you can go up to a gig car. in a self-driving car and you're just alone, you don't have to. You could catch up on calls and it just pulls up. You get in. It's like oh, it's I would. I, let me tell you something. I look. People. Some people go. Oh, it's, it's, you're sure it's scary. Everything's scary. Everything Regular new cars is scary. Are Regular scary. cars. You, we all know already. The stats are. I know because you're thinking. I know a stat is a stat, but I'm in control. You know. So I get it. I get the. I. But I have no problem. How cool would that be able to be? I get. I hope in my I lifetime yeah. it's like the phone, where I think back sometimes. I go, God, before the phone, it's a. It well, is, you know how like not, not you can get in and type in GPS improv and it'll give you directions. Like it's essentially going to be you type in improv. And you press the button, and the car goes. Yeah, it's a it's someone without in it, or your own car, and you can. It's your own car. We're talking about your own car. Oh, my You'll own be able car. to buy a car. Oh yeah, soon yeah, yeah. enough. Yeah, probably within ten years. Probably for sure within ten years. Well, the CB is still making a comeback. <laughs> well, I don't. Did you invest? Uh, did you invest with that guy? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like driving. Can I tell you the reason I'm happy about this? I think that I will get off this planet. I'm being serious to George Caron, but it sounds funny. Without killing anybody, as long as I can stop driving. Because I've never, I don't have accidents. I don't have accidents. It's not like you. if you go, well, wait, why is he saying that? Does he? No, but I constantly almost hit people. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I'm oh. driving down the street and I have to make a right, like on Wilshire, and yes, I get it, it's my fault. But you have to make a right, but there's someone like on their bike going down the sidewalk. You have to make sure. Uh-huh. Now, they should be looking for you, but you should be looking for them. Or when I back out of yeah. my driveway, I'm like, fuck. But now, I'm, I'm, because I'm not an erratic driver, I'm not an aggressive driver, I have a, a, an amazingly clean, clean driving record. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe I've been in three accidents, my, my four accidents in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, pretty, pretty almost nothing. Mm-hmm. But constantly, almost like, oh my God, I could have fucking killed that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that's, and that's driving, you know, normal. Not, I'm, not, I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking pot and driving. Although I was for a while driving high and, and thinking it was okay to go to Vaughn's because there were no red lights. And I would never think it's okay to drink and drive, <laughs> ever. And I don't give a fuck if there's no red lights. But for a while, I thought, well, if I'm a little high and I can go to Vaughn's and there's literally, no, it's in my neighborhood and I pull into the back of Vaughn's. Mm-hmm. But but uh, but I that's not right either. It's driving under the influence. It's not so, dr- it's not drinking and driving that's bad. It's driving a self driving car is yeah. What about a, a it? Solution. Got, it's a solution. Yeah. yeah. To a what? You know, I think I think that's sort of a weird thing with Uber and Lyft because they are at the forefront. Did you see of, that uh, of uh, looking for autonomous dri- uh, cars? Like, that I it's think called? it was last late last year, very recently that it announced that like Uber and I forgot if it was NASA or JPL are starting to work on flying cars that are like. like if you think about the point, irony, point, point A to point B, not like you're gonna like Jetsons, but like point A to point B flying cars. If you think about the irony of the fact that we here's a company first. Uh, that Thank you. made its entire uh, capital off people driving cars. Hey, can you drive your car for us, and we'll give you a cut, and then we're gonna take all that money. And figure out a way to get rid of you. <laughs> oh, that's true. But that's life, baby. Yeah, but I think that all the car manufacturers are going to do it. 
kind of a Can weird a uh, like self-eating thing. It won't just be yes. Uber. It'll be Uber and Chevy and Ford. And Let me tell you, I got into... Eventually, uh, I'm going to be I heavy. Gotta, you know why? Because there'll, no to to, there'll be no reason not to get food soon. Already, you uh, get it. I got into a... USA. What? Oh, who's that? Oh, who is Todd Glass? Alexa. See what you do if someone hacks. Who is Todd Glass? You go, who is Todd I couldn't find any linked video skills that can find that. Alexa, who is Todd Glass? Todd Stephen Glass is an American stand-up comedian originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh. That's what I do. I put that in the band. If someone heckles, I go, who is Todd Glass? And then it says that. I go, who is, what's your name, sir? It gets nothing. I go, thank you. That's a modern-day way of saying, is your name on the marquee? I took a lift. Uh, thank you. A couple of weeks thank ago. you, by the way. Is he laughing because he's nervous or did you miss something? And I just want to clear it up. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I said that's a modern day way mm -hmm. to say whose name's up in the marquee. He laughed. Was it a nervous laugh and there was nothing there? Or did you miss one of my beautiful gems? And that's the reason <laughs> we're friends because I don't give a shit. I still love you. And what did you want to say? See, I'm professional. I got into a lift a couple weeks ago yeah. and the guy says, um, hey, do you mind if I stop and get gas? It sucks, but you so have to say So I no. say to him, oh, Right? You would say no? I would, okay, I would, so here's I'd what I I feel bad. I, I wish they would have gotten gas, but I, you have to be I, nice. Here's what I said. This is a true story. To uh, George Carlin. Why would you lie about this story? Because the way, the way it goes. Oh, it's that good. I go, I said, um, <laughs> can we I ask you a question? must have something to look forward to. Uh, why? Like, i just curious. Like, I was curious. If you pick it, testing, so I go. Testing, testing, one, two, three, <laughs> testing, testing, one, two, three, <laughs> testing, testing, testing. Todd, I can hear you. Hello. Oh, yeah, I'm talking really soft. No, I know, but... I well, the it. audience in Denver might have been right about you. If I can't talk that soft, you really want me not to say anything the whole time you're speaking. And I think that's a little crazy, but go ahead. I don't know why. I was, like, whispering. And the guy got really mad at me. He kicked me out of his car. What? Wait, wait. Oh, what yeah. did you say? I said, do you mind if I ask you, why didn't you get gas before you picked me up? Because I'm genuinely curious. And he said, you know what? I don't have, to, I don't have time to deal with this. Just get out. He literally, like, I don't know how to deal with this. Curb. I need to get gas. I got to get out. I, I can't deal with this. You need to get out of my that car. That could be a hell of a lawsuit, though, if... Hold on. There's more. I, yeah, they, should, they shouldn't be able to do that, even though... He sues him. So I go... So I, get, I, I was in a hurry, and I said... Uh, I just got out, and I'm like, okay. And I was so flustered, I, I call... I get another lift, and uh, he I call my girlfriend around. really quick. And I like I tell I, you know I'm like telling her about this. I'm like it's so fucking weird. What the fuck? And the lift pulls up. I get into it. To George Carlin. Oh no. Shh. I said, Hey man, uh, how you doing? He goes, I'm oh, pretty good. How you doing? I go, I just had a crazy lift story. He goes, Oh man, I can't wait to hear it. But uh, before we go, do you mind if I stop and get gas? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Are um, you kidding me? It's you I like It's not the things you wear Not the way you do your hair But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you but it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue 
That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like